All right, not wanting to warm up too terribly much right now. 57 degrees at the Memphis Zoo right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes, along with Ben Dieter. This is Wake Up Memphis. Going to be a nice sunny day, but rain is in the forecast, so enjoy it while you can. By the way, we're also taking your calls for best breakfast joints in the Mid-South, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us the Speaker of the House here in the great volunteer state, Cameron Sexton. Mr. Speaker, hope you're doing well today. Doing good. How are you doing today, Todd? Doing well. You know, Mr. Speaker, I I just want to apologize on behalf of the entire city for uh, Justin Pearson. Um, I know. I know you've got your hands full up there with some of our delegation. Jeez, Lou. Well, you know, he, we'll see. Hopefully he's learning. You know, the, the unfortunate thing is, you know, he says everybody's a white supremacist. So that's not helpful, but we'll see how we can progress over the future here. No, it's it's not helpful, and especially when we have big issues facing facing not just the state, but especially in Memphis and uh, this afternoon, they're expecting hundreds of people turning out at City Hall, the Memphis Restaurant Association, uh, men and women who are standing together to back the blue. Uh, I, I'm curious what the rest of the state, what it looks like from, you know, from your vantage point in Nashville to see this out-of-control crime here in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, everybody's worried about it. I mean, Memphis is the number two economic driver in our state, right behind Davidson County. It's very important to our state. I know uh, it's very important uh, to the people in West Tennessee. Um, and we get calls all the time. I, I'm getting calls and emails from uh, individuals who live, you know, north of uh, Memphis, all the way to the, the east of Memphis, talking about that uh, uh, they're worried about even to go outside. And you got people who are looking to move and, and move to a different state. Uh, because of the crime wave. And I will tell you, uh, we've been looking into it, and, you know, juvenile crime's on the rise in Memphis. And here's here's something that's astonishing for you, is, you know, when Mulroy ran, he said he was going to do everything he could not to charge juveniles as an adult. Well, he has asked the juvenile court in Shelby County 41 times, get this, 41 times for someone who said they didn't want to have to do it, but he has done it 41 times to ask the juvenile judge to, try a juvenile as an adult the juvenile judge has only approved it twice so what does that tell you where is the problem here because we, we we're getting a lot of passing the buck here in in west tennessee who who's to blame for all of this well in that example i mean you have the da who says you have a da who doesn't really want to charge juveniles as an adult telling the juvenile court judge we need to do this so in that example it lies exactly with the juvenile judge I will tell you, we have legislation going through the committee uh, next week. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is for uh, juveniles who commit certain crimes, we're going to remove them from juvenile court, and we're going to put them in criminal court um, and see if we can't have better results uh, in criminal court with them. I know that the, the state can intervene if a district attorney is not doing his or her job. Uh, have we gotten to that point? Are we getting close to that point with Steve Mulroy? Well, we'll see. I mean, at this point, all signs indicate there's a juvenile judge. So I think we would need to look closer at the juvenile judge. And, and and you have a DA. I mean, the interesting thing is you have a DA who doesn't want to try juveniles as an adult. That's what he said on the campaign. He thought it was happening too frequently. Only to find out that he's done it, tried to do it 41 times, and you got the juvenile judge who's only approved twice. And so this isn't like a, 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 a DA in somewhere else who, who has asked 100 times and said that they're going to charge juveniles as an adult. 
So at this point, um, you know, I think D.A. Mulroy is seen a little differently than maybe what he campaigned on. And so he's trying to get ahead. Um, but I think right now the, the main issue with the juvenile crime is with juvenile judges there in, in uh, Shelby County. Speaker Ben here. I know last time you were on the program, we talked about the need for options for Tennessee parents when it comes to education. We've seen what curriculums throughout school districts across the state, even here in the volunteer state. It's unbelievable. I know you're pushing through legislation that would actually create a charter system for homeschool students to take part in that. Again, giving parents the options that they seem necessary for their students. Yeah, we have we have two proposals in the same bill for for a new type of charter school. We have um, charter schools right now that will uh, handle only at risk kids, um, but the problem is is the kids still go home at night and they're still there on the weekends and they still have the influences. And I think you have a lot of parents who would like to have other options. Um, and so we're going to allow the charters to do a boarding school for at risk students if there's parents in in Shelby County or other counties who are in high crime areas, who are in high gang activity areas, who may be homeless, who may be going through and their parents are incarcerated, we're going to give them an option to be able to put them in a safe environment to learn. And so that's the boarding school idea for charter schools, which would be absolutely free for the parents in Tennessee. The second one is, as you mentioned, is the homeschoolers. And so right now we have parents who don't have choice. They don't feel good about their schools. They may not have charter schools in their district. And so they're having to homeschool their kids because they feel like that's the only option. What we want to do is have the homeschoolers come back into public education. So we like to start a hybrid uh, charter school for homeschoolers where they'd have to go a minimum of three days a week. And then the parents could do one or two days at home for homeschooling for them. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a great American patriot, and he's our very own House Speaker, Cameron Sexton. Uh, Mr. Speaker, you guys are getting a lot of accolades around the nation for how you handled uh, a couple of big controversial issues, one involving these medical mutilation surgeries, uh, the other involving drag shows. Um, how are you responding to all this this insane criticism coming from the leftist in this state? Well, the interesting is the transgender uh, sex reassignment surgeries. What the progressive and the liberals have tried to do is try to say that's about transgender health care, which it is not. And so they're trying to make it a, a bigger issue than what it is. We're not denying health care for people who are transgender. What we are denying is the surgeries for minors who want to take their bodies, mutilate them, and, and become a different sex. That is what we're stopping when they're a minor. And then we're stopping the drugs that they would use for those surgeries. There are certain kids in our state who do need hormone blockers and other things for other types of diseases that they have. We're stopping it for the use solely for the transgender sex reassignment surgery. We feel like that's child abuse. I don't understand what the liberals are all mad about. Why couldn't someone wait until they're an adult to make that decision? It's, and, and then the, yeah. it's a fair point. I want to play this audio from a local Memphis drag queen in response to these uh, drag shows. Uh, ben, let's play that audio. I am here to tell you that if someone attempts to use this law to tell me that I cannot march in the Pride Parade and Festival, I will not comply. If they attempt to tell me that I can no longer welcome children into our all-ages performance in this safe space, I will not comply. Uh, how do you respond to that, uh, Mr. Speaker? Which is, which is 
pretty funny. There's nothing that stops somebody who wants to dress up in the opposite sex for whatever purpose they like to do that to walk down the street and be in a parade. That is not illegal. Having a drag show is not illegal. They can still have a drag show. They can have one that's 21 and up. If it has sexual content, then they cannot allow kids to be there. If it's going to have kids there, then they cannot have sexual content. It cannot be harmful to kids. We have laws on the books that protects kids. And so we say that you know kids cannot go to a strip club. Why? Because we feel like it's harmful. If you have sexual content in your show where you're taking off your clothes, if you're simulating sexual acts, that is not safe for kids. So therefore, we say you have to be 21 and older. So for them to say we're outlawing drag shows is just misinformation, and it's once again them just trying to play the victim instead of trying to understand that we're really trying to protect the kids. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. A lot going on up on uh, Capitol Hill in Nashville. Uh, Mr. Speaker, we appreciate the great work you are doing. All right. Thank you all very much. Have a great one.